Life is hard. Life with chronic, critical, and complex health concerns is even harder. We all know someone who is struggling with health issues or disability. It might even be you. And in the pain and suffering, we wonder if it's possible to move from surviving to thriving. We struggle to hope, struggle to persevere, struggle to trust that God knows what He's doing. But in the struggle, there is real hope, and it's possible to be rooted and ready to weather the storm. Welcome to the Bluestem Project Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to the Bluestem Project Podcast. We are husband and wife team Brandon and Amy Smith. The Bluestem Project exists to equip and encourage you in the suffering, hardships, and trials of life that come with health issues and disability. We do this by helping root you in Christ and by giving you the tools you need to be ready for life's greatest obstacles. In this episode, we are going to talk about finding meaning and purpose in medical hardship. Finding meaning and purpose in suffering is an essential ingredient to our ability to endure hardship. To suffer is painful, but to suffer for no reason is unbearable. Peter Berger is a sociologist, and he said it this way, that all cultures give, quote, an explanation of human events that bestows meaning upon the experiences of suffering and evil, end quote. It's built into us as humans, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, I was reading about a guy named Viktor Frankl re- recently, and he was in Nazi concentration camps mm-hmm. and then studied uh, meaning and purpose and hope uh, throughout his life afterwards, wrote a number of books. And he said this, I found this quote fascinating. He said, the one thing you can't take away from me is the way I choose to respond to what you do to me. The last of one's freedoms is to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. Wow. I think it's pretty powerful. Very to, powerful. To choose your attitude in any given uh, circumstance. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you are doing well. Uh, cute wife, if you woke up this morning without a sense of meaning or purpose, how would you be doing? Such a big question. And I think that it just would be so hard. I There's no meaning and no purpose. I would literally just want to probably be lazy and do things that make me happy and comfortable, like eat yummy food and watch TV. I don't know. <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> I'd drag through the day like Eeyore. That's who just I'd be. Womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> All over the place. That'd be hard. It'd be really hard to wake up and not have any any meaning or purpose to even get out of bed. So here's what we're going to talk about in this episode. The reality that people need meaning and purpose to survive, how God wired that into us, and then how to find meaning and purpose in the midst of medical and health hardships. Uh, to put it this way, we're going to talk in this episode about finding meaning and purpose with a small m or a small p, and what we're referring to is attitudes or actions that are within our control, things that we can do mm. to create meaning or purpose uh, in the middle of our hardship. In the next episode, we're going to talk about meaning and purpose with a big M or a big P, thinking from God's vantage point or this transcendent mm. meaning and purpose that he has created, that he's infused into the universe, mm-hmm. um, and how we can acknowledge and look to, to the, and understand that um, to help us. Mm. So let's start with this, that we need meaning and purpose to survive. Yeah. And I think it it's evidenced in, in general any person that goes through hardship, the natural, most common question, I think, is why? Why is this happening, mm-hmm. right? And as you work through your why, then the next kind of question usually is how? How can I find meaning and purpose in this? And I know you and I have for sure seen this in our own journey in hardship and in other people as well, just how we wrestle with those questions and process those big questions. I know when when Beckett, our youngest 
son was diagnosed and spent months in the, in the NICU. The real question of what's the meaning and purpose? Um, what's the bigger picture almost? And I know right away that for me, I longed for other people who have gone through similar experiences to experience, maybe especially as a female, to be known and understood what I was going through because I felt very alone and really desiring that sense of community in this. And right off the bat, when we were spending day in and day out in the NICU, I remember thinking, oh, I would love for my story to be able to help somebody else someday to come alongside them so that they didn't feel alone, kind of like how I was feeling. Yeah, this desire to infuse our pain, our processes of suffering Mm -hmm. with some type of meaning or purpose that it's going to fit into something bigger or it's going to turn into something that will bless other people, Mm -hmm. that will grow us, that will impact Mm -hmm. uh, the world, that will have a type of of glory to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Likewise, I had, and mine was maybe a little unique to me as well, but when we found out we were going to have a special needs son, and, and I'm thinking through you know, there's a lot of loss in terms of what we're going to be able to do together. I'm not going to be able to Mm -hmm. do everything with him that I do with our other son. Mm -hmm. And then thinking through, okay, there are other special needs kids and dads who have experienced or who are going to experience the same type of loss. And I started to think, and the wheels started to turn in my mind pretty quickly, well, how can I use my experience and even my natural talents, gifts, abilities, passions to influence and help uh, mm. dads and their and their special needs kids to experience some things that they wouldn't otherwise experience. And one of the things that came to my mind right away uh, was being able to take uh, special needs people spearing, mm-hmm. which <laughs> if you haven't heard of this, don't worry about it. Uh, it's pretty unique. We live up in North Dakota. Frozen and so you basically tender. go out on a frozen lake, cut a big hole, put a shack on it, put a little decoy down there, wait for a fish to come through, <laughs> throw a pitchfork at them, pull them up. Super exciting, mm-hmm. especially for people who've never done that type of thing. But that, that, I'm, all that to say, that's where my mind, one of the things mm-hmm. my mind went to was, well, how can I provide some experiences? Because this mm-hmm. is, I already love doing this for people. And uh, because of how I now understand their world and what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the reason that we do this as human beings, that it's so innate that that all these different days on the calendar mm-hmm. end up showing up or different months or weeks are celebrated for certain things or fundraisers uh, that people create because of the hardship or what mm-hmm. they've been through. The reason for this is that we're made in God's image and he made us for meaning and purpose. Now let me, let us just kind of walk you through where we see this in the Bible. So if you go to Genesis 127, it says this, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God uh, said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So right away, there is a purpose and a reason that humanity is created. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be fruitful, multiply. Every engaged couple is looking forward (laughs) to that. Uh, But have... It went beyond that, have dominion over the earth, which doesn't mean destroy it and use it however you want. It right. means more like you do have an authority over it, but you have an authority to care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, let me give you a couple more examples from the creation narrative. 
that point this out. If you go to chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, The Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. All right, there's part of his purpose. Uh, Three verses later, it says that the Lord said, It's not good that man should be alone. I'll make a helper fit for him. So he's going to make a woman from his rib. She's going to come alongside him, help him. That's part of her unique Hmm. calling and purpose for her life. In the next verse, uh, God says this to the man. Uh, he says, now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was his name. Mm-hmm. So he has this huge responsibility and privilege mm-hmm. to get to name uh, all of the animals. Right. And that's that's from the beginning of the Bible, the very beginning, as we see the creation story unfold. But even fast forward into Jesus and his life. Here's a man that is God, and he very clearly has a specific purpose and meaning. And even at the end of his life, when he's being questioned by Pilate, and Pilate asks him, so you are a king? Jesus clearly answers by saying, you say that I am a king. For this purpose, I was born. And for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. He's laying it out there completely. He knows what his mean, like what his meaning and purpose is in being on earth and what he's doing and what he's about to do, even in dying on the cross. And and we as humans are created uniquely. Our soul is eternal. We are eternal beings. We are made in his image in a lot of ways. And so I think even that bigger picture too, it kind of goes back to that common question that people ask when hard things come. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's this intrinsic awareness of there's something bigger going on. And even in our why, we can, these, this little M of meaning and little P of purpose, we can start to see snippets of the why here and now, but there's still this bigger picture. And I think that longing for us is is there to know what what's going on. What's the big story? Yeah. yeah the scriptures say that God has set eternity in the hearts of man. I think of it, it's kind of funny to maybe think of it this way, but Animals don't lay awake at night looking at the stars and pondering their existence, where they're mm-hmm. going, what happens after death, why am I here? You mean How did Mufasa I, I and Simba? Here? That didn't really happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little, uh, little Disney for you, a little Hollywood for you. Uh, but it's unique to us as human beings. So let's move to this. How have you seen people? Uh, we mentioned a couple of our stories, but how have you seen people find or create meaning and purpose in the midst of their their health issues or their medical hardship? Yeah, real real life. And you even alluded to this too, like, like there's days and weeks and months in the calendar that are celebrated for a purpose or brought awareness like that. We live in a culture of every month almost has something that brings awareness to something, yeah. cancers, um, disabilities of some kind. And that's usually the bulk of them um, because they come from someone or a family that has walked a hard journey with these um, and they want to create that awareness. They want people to know about this cancer or that that disability or that disease. And then they want to also, sometimes we see people raising funds and putting on fundraisers so that there's research for these. You know, they've experienced something hard and they want to do something with that hurt and that hard to make it better for other people and to help other people. I know even that, that that's a kind of a big scale or like a grand scale um, that most people are aware of, but we've seen it even more on a personal and local level. I know for me, I've gotten the privilege of being a part of um, an advisory council for family members of pediatric 
little kiddos who visit and frequent the hospital. And I, we get to use our experience of our time and time again, visits to the emergency department or in, in, inpatient stays in the PICU about how to then use our experience to make it better for future families that are staying there or things like that. And that does, to me, it brings excitement and it brings, there's a, an element of fun that I get to help impact other people because I've walked something hard or we've endured something hard. And even more practically on a personal level, you know, getting to connect with other families with similar stories and journeying together. Um, and if we're ahead of them in the journey, getting to help them in some way, you know, recently I just had a conversation with another family who's curious about their future home because their son will, will need a wheelchair and they need to build or buy a home that they can modify. And we've done that. And so they look to us to ask their questions. And I love that we get to use our story, some of the hard that we've walked through to answer questions and hopefully make it a little easier, at least in the sense of like, we're in this together, kind of banding arms and, and coming alongside people. And that's, these are just like little snippets of what the Lord allows us to see of the, the meaning and purpose in the journey we're even currently on. Yeah, I was struck recently with a friend uh, who was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, it was going to be pretty serious. He needed to go immediately down to the Mayo Clinic and go through chemotherapy. And he got down there, right, this kind of this life-shattering, life-altering reality. And they tell him, you know, he has a very unique uh, mixture of a couple cancers they've really never seen. Mm -hmm. And that they're going to learn a ton from getting to be able to, to study him and, and work with him. And it was, it was surprising, but it wasn't. Uh, but it was almost surprising, yeah, that he, mm -hmm. how often he would mention that to me as his reason for why this is happening, you know, mm -hmm. so that the next person uh, mm -hmm. is going to be able to help more because of how they're studying me. It, it was like he did this little bit of work right away when he's asking the why question or the, how wow. am I going to get through this is like, okay, if this is going to benefit someone else down the road, I'm going to hold tightly mm -hmm. onto that. Mm-hmm. And, and grasp that as I go through this really painful process. Mm -hmm. I think of, like I've heard it said, like to suffer alone is, is probably about the worst thing you can imagine. Mm -hmm. But to suffer as well, you know, I think this is similar. To suffer without having any hope or thought that something good of some sort can come out of it is probably equally as devastating. Right. That I, I'm going through this. And there's no rhyme or reason. Right. There's no betterment to humanity or to myself or mm -hmm. to my family or to the universe. It's defeating. Uh, yeah, it's, it's defeating. And I think mm -hmm. when people don't have a type of hope mm -hmm. or recognize a purpose uh, in their suffering, they become, honestly, it's one of the reasons you, people become suicidal. Mm -hmm. If I can't find a way out and I mm -hmm. can't find a purpose for this, then it's hopeless. It's done. And if you read a little bit of, of Viktor Frankl, and he, he'll talk about people in the concentration camps, he could tell the ones that were going to go the earliest hmm. because the, they would lose grasp of something to give them some type of meaning or purpose for their suffering. And when they, when they lost that, they would go, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they would pass away even before some of their uh, maybe physical ailments would actually mm. cause them to go. And, and you and I uh, have toured Auschwitz. I remember the yeah. 
the, the tour lady saying that a lot of people died, not of starvation, you know, if you weren't sent to the gas chambers, but not of starvation or, or malnutrition, but of a broken spirit. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So they're, they're being degraded and treated poorly. Mm-hmm. And in, in part because of that treatment, they lost a sense of, mm-hmm. of meaning and purpose mm-hmm. for their existence. And, right. and they died. Right. I remember that was fascinating and I would mm-hmm. not have uh, thought of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's give our, our listeners a few practical uh, yeah. tips, I think, to how we can, you know, think through when you're in the middle of, of your medical hardship or your disability uh, to find meaning and purpose in the sense of, of things that we can actually control. We'll get to mm-hmm. the next episode stuff we can't control. But the first one I would say is this, and hopefully you've you've realized it already, is that you need to embrace the desire within you to find meaning and purpose in your trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you need to go, okay, this is here. I'm looking for something to say this is good. Mm-hmm. This is a part of what it means to be a human being. God created me this way. Mm-hmm. And I do have some responsibility, you know, to use the cliche, to <laughs> to turn lemons into lemonade. Right. And do the work of creating meaning and purpose uh, in your situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of those ways I think is how can my hardship benefit others? And we've already shared some some of our, uh, or some stories that we know of, of how we've seen that. And another though, that comes to mind so easily for me is an uncle of mine who suffered and even lost his life to cancer. And it, when he was diagnosed, there was a very clear shift. He always lived very intentionally. In fact, I would, I would actually use that word of him before, but it was an even greater intentionality once his diagnosis and prognosis came in. And it was very much this intentional, uh, relational depth that he was furthering with both his, you know, his sons and high school friends that he hadn't talked talk too much or college buddies and coworkers. And even more so though, he was very aware of what is the most important thing. And it's having a relationship with the Lord and where, where will we spend eternity after we die? And he spent many conversations. Um, I, I've heard story after story from my aunt and, and my cousins about how the number of hours he spent in gospel-centered conversations very intentionally with people as he was literally dying. And and that is powerful to me that he committed kind of his final days to being intentional and the greatest benefit possible for other people. Yeah, I think that brings up or crosses my mind that when we experience hardship or suffering, one of the things it has the opportunity of doing is kind of reprioritizing our life mm-hmm. or giving us this sense of urgency about mm-hmm. the things that really matter. Mm-hmm. And your uncle Ernie definitely saw, like, okay, I got only a little bit of time mm-hmm. left, probably. Yep. There are some things that matter more than others, namely where people spend eternity, their salvation. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make it my goal. <laughs> in the midst of this trial and my, you know, eventual, you know, likely death mm-hmm. and, and which obviously turned out to be his death to, to say, I'm going to, I'm going to witness and yeah. share Christ uh, with people. And so I think that would be one of the important things, the work that we can do that we can control is, okay, what is my attitude going to be in this? Yeah. And, and how am I going to demonstrate to people if you're, especially, you know, if you're a Christian, how am I going to demonstrate the sufficiency and mm. the goodness of God yeah. and make it your meaning and purpose 
to show that and to mm-hmm. to demonstrate. I think another practical way in the midst of your hardship to think is how can this help me to know God better? Yeah. To let it drive you to God. I think it's C.S. Lewis, you know, gave a famous quote about pain being God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if we're honest, most of us, right, have a to a degree of dullness mm. to God, to the things of God in certain ways and at certain mm-hmm. times in our life. Certainly if, if you've come to know Christ, you've been born again, the Spirit's within you, Christ uh, is alive and you have, you're dead. Um, but there is still a, a reality that we can, we can always look at the, the areas of sin or hardness of heart in our life and let this pain kind of sharpen mm-hmm. um, and redirect yeah, where we're going. Yeah. And then let me say this. One of the things that's going to come up, when, especially when you experience very powerful or very strong or devastating health issues and suffering, and you're trying to figure out what is the purpose of this, where do I find some meaning in this, is that the road of trying to do that on your own comes to an incomplete end, mm. meaning you can't, just as a human being, in every situation, create enough meaning and purpose to satisfy your mind, your heart, your soul, your body. And what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to look beyond yourself to God Mm. and his transcendent plans and purposes. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next episodes. We got meaning Mm. and purpose with a a small M and a small P and, you know, what we can control, what we can do in the next episode is meaning and purpose with a big M and a big P. What has this transcendent, omnipotent, omniscient, omnibenevolent God done and designed in the universe? What are his plans and his purposes? How do I fit into that Mm -hmm. uh, and embrace that? Mm -hmm. So I hope you will join us for the next episode as well. Yeah. Uh, So thank you so much for listening to this Mm -hmm. episode of the Blue Stem Project. It has been a pleasure to have you. And we want to remind you that the Blue Stem Project exists to equip and encourage you in the suffering, hardships, and trials of life that come with health issues and disability. We do this by helping root you in Christ by giving you the tools you need to be ready for life's greatest obstacles. It would be an honor to take this journey with you. So please do hit the subscribe button and tell a friend or family member experiencing health issues and medical disability about the Lucent Project. Mm-hmm.